As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is a true crime podcast, as the title suggests. So please consider this your warning that it's not suitable for children. And it probably will contain content that may be triggering to some people. Also, it's an Australian true crime podcast, so Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners should be aware it may contain the voices of deceased people. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. I was recently criticised, pretty harshly, 
by a listener on Facebook for saying that I feel there's a lot of talk about family and domestic violence in Australia and yet nothing ever changes. While we're endlessly told about new initiatives, education and various measures being put into place by governments and police, women are still being murdered at a rate of roughly one a week in this country. In fact, so far in 2023, one Australian woman has been murdered on average every five days. Who will be next? I always wonder, what is next week's woman doing right now? As I record this intro and as you listen to it, does she know she's in danger? Does her family know? Is there anything any of us can do to prevent her violent death? Our guest today was a family member who did know that someone she loved was in grave danger of being hurt by her ex-husband. Jackie Darley joins us to tell us her family's story, but also to tell us about an idea they believe, and I believe, would actually make a real difference to family violence in Australia. We begin, though, by getting to know Jackie's family, which includes her baby sister, Lynn, and also their sister, Christine, who you may hear pipe up from time to time. She joined Jackie in this recording for moral support. We're from Liverpool in England, and we're five girls. I'm the eldest of the five. Lynn was the youngest, and she was our baby sister. Our parents separated when Lynn was three, and so we were a house of six girls. Mm, wow. Yeah, our mum's really young. She had me when she was 15, so she's really young. And we never had much materially, but that never really mattered because we had each other, and we had a sense of humour. You know, we'd always have a good giggle together. We had each other's backs. And I think that that upbringing, it made us closer. When she was 16, she met Paul Cannon, who we now call the maggot. Yeah, that's fair enough. He, at the time, would have seen a beautiful, vibrant, confident young woman. And he set out to make her his. And they met in Liverpool? They met in Liverpool. I was over here. I was in Australia when she met him. Were they around the same age? He was um, maybe three years older than her, okay. I think. Christine's just correct me, it was four years older. He soon realised that she had this soft, caring side that he could easily manipulate. They were married in 1996. She got pregnant on her honeymoon with, with her eldest boy. And then she was such a good little mum. She was a devoted mum. She absolutely adored them. And so they moved over here in 2005. And she was all excited about her new life. And he gambled and drank all the money that they brought over with them. It just all disappeared, gambling and drinking. She was the one putting the, paying the rent and struggling to put food on the table. And I think it was at that stage where she thought, enough. And I went round to get my hair done. She used to do my hair for me. And I went round to get my hair done one day. And I'll never forget, she said to me, we've just sat Jack. Me and Paul have decided to separate. Inside me, I was like, yes. All of my sisters have all spoken to each other and each one of us, at some point in time, individually, have asked her, would he ever hit you? Has he ever hit you? Would he ever do that? And she always said, no. He'll mouth off and he'll, he'll get angry and he'll slam doors and he'll throw things, but he wouldn't hit me. He wouldn't actually hit me, you know? Nobody would have dreamed that he would be capable of doing what he did. So what had happened was 
he had gone around to Lynn's house on the 4th of December. It was her birthday. And Lynn had recently met someone and she was with him. So the maggot had gone around there on this morning and she'd panicked and got up and told him, look, I've got somebody here, you have to go. So he was really angry. The situation diffused and then the next day, the 5th of December, Lynn had taken in my niece, so my niece was staying with her. They'd both just got up, it was really early in the morning, before 7am. And my niece came out and she smelled cigarette smoke, and so thought that's strange, neither of them smoked, and then saw sunglasses on the outside table and thought, it's him. And he suddenly appeared, demanding to know where Lynn was. And Lynn was still in the bathroom, getting ready. And he went in there and shut the door behind him. And then my niece heard Lynn shout, get the police, get the police. My niece ran to see what was happening. And he had actually left and was walking to his car. Well, Lynn turned round to my niece then and said, he just threatened me with a knife. Can't believe he just threatened me with a knife. Lynn had gone to work afterwards. Christine had been on the phone, you were on the phone to her, Chris, for about 20 minutes, convincing her that she had to go to the police and get a restraining order. This time he'd gone too far. Lynn agreed, yes, okay, I know, I will. I'll go tonight. And Christine said, fine, we'll both go there tonight, we'll get it sorted out. He can't do this, how dare we do that? And then, unbeknownst to us, she had finished early that day and... He had contacted her. We've seen his text messages that he sent to her. And first of all, they're horrible. And then he it has, this is what a coercive controller does. He then realized that all of these abusive messages weren't working. She wasn't answering him. And then he turns it to manipulation. Okay, I get it now. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have spoken to you like that. I just need to cry. I just need to cry on your shoulder. She'd given him a car, her old car, to help him find a way. And he said, oh, and if you could just drop those car papers off, we still need to sort the transfer out. And then, you know, I'll be out of your life, that's it. And so she, that's how he got her to go around that day. And he told her that somebody was there. He wasn't alone. She didn't have to be scared. He had somebody with him. Shifty is a shithouse rat, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yeah. We've since found out that she was supposed to be going to a friend's house and she'd called her friend, who also knew what had happened that morning, and she told her friend, look, I'm just, I've got to drop these papers off and then I'll be straight over. And this was around 2, 2.30. She'd finished work and her friend had said to her, don't go. What are you doing? Don't go there. She was worried about her. And Lynn said, it's okay. He's got someone with him. I'm not stopping. I'm just dropping these papers off. And I'll be straight over. And that was the last anybody ever heard from her. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? 
Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. We've actually got the footage of them walking into the house and a neighbor said that they could hear shouting and arguing. The screams became more urgent and they called the police. Now he told me he called the police and he said that the neighbor on the other side also called the police and that the neighbors behind also called the police. And I, I stood talking to this neighbor and he said, but they just didn't come. We then have the housemate or the landlord, I should say. She turns up and say it was quarter past eight, she got there and she went into the house and she's witnessed him standing over my sister out at the back of the house. He had two knives at this point and he was standing over here and my sister was sat with her her legs up to her chest and her hands out and she was just in shock and she reread the transcript and she said what are you doing put the effing knives down and she went to go outside just she opened the door enough to get her head out so they're in like a little courtyard area out the back of the house and she pulled the door just enough to get her head out. My sister was asking her. Not... My sister was saying, don't leave me. And then he has lunged for her and tried to drag her out. And so she's, she's obviously been in fear for her life. Mm. And she's, um, she ran back and she grabbed her keys and ran outside to get to get help and she mm. got in her car and she called the police but not before witnessing him him stabbing my sister then when the ambulance arrived it was one guy on his own at first a paramedic by himself 
and emergency services are saying to the landlord, don't let him go in, don't tell him not to go in because police are still not there. And we read his statement and he said that he felt that he would still go in, even though the police still hadn't arrived by then, because he knew there was a life in there that he could maybe save. And so at great risk to his own life, he cautiously entered the property shouting out the whole time that he was going. And he could see my sister at the end of the hallway. And she'd, she'd gasp, she'd gasp for breath. And she'd still been alive. She'd still been alive while the ambulance was, the paramedic was being told, don't go in there because the police aren't there yet. So the whole family went to the trial, all of the family and her friend, all of her friends were there. How did he plead, by the way? He pleaded guilty. He had no option. There was an eyewitness to him. A sense of closure for Lynn Cannon's four sisters. Celebrations erupting after learning of her killer's life sentence. But knowing that he's got life now, with a minimum parole of 19 years, that's the best result that we could have wished for. We can't bring Lynn back now. You know, we've accepted that, well, as much as you could ever possibly accept it. Well, the one thing that we can do and what we're trying to do is to, we want to introduce something called Lynn's Law. That would be no call for a domestic violence to, to the emergency services for a domestic violence incident should ever be less than a priority to. Because when Christine made that phone call at 7.30, she told the emergency operator what had taken place that morning. We were really worried this was out of character for her. It took them seven minutes to take all of this information. Then made Lynn a priority too. Rightly so. A priority too. We've been told by the commissioner that that is a 12-minute response. We've since learned that then it gets sent to a dispatch duty officer in the, in this case, the Joondalup police station. And they then prioritize the calls that have come in. He took it upon himself to downgrade Lynn to a priority three. So from that moment, any chance Lynn had to survive was taken away from her because a priority three is a one hour response. We have met with the police commissioner and he's invited us to go and view police operations and training, um, which, you know, my sister Christine and I are, are going to do. They should never have downgraded her to priority three, ever. And that's what we want changed. We don't ever want that to happen again. If they get a call to emergency services for a domestic violence incident and they were told their life was threatened, don't ever, ever downgrade that again. It remains priority two. Let that be Lynn's law. Let that be her legacy that she's made a change. She helped people all of her life. And that will be really good for her sons. They've lost their mum. But to have that will be something that they would like to happen. To know that she's continuing to help others even after she's gone.
Thank you to our guests today, Jackie Darley, and to her sister, Christine, who was right by her side for moral support. Both Jackie and Christine did take up the WA Police Commissioner's invitation to come in and view police operations and training. Jackie said that they were happy with what they saw, but that it actually means nothing if the police don't arrive at the crime scene in time to implement any of it. This is why she and her family are calling for Lynn's Law to be implemented. If you need support after listening to this podcast, you can call Lifeline on 13 11 14 or contact 1800 RESPECT on 1800 737 732 or 1800respect.org.au. Indigenous Australians can contact 13 Yarn on 13 or 13 Yarn. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. .org.au Thank you for downloading this episode of Australian True Crime. We'll be back next week. As promised, I am thrilled to announce that our tickets for Australian True Crime Live are now available. Join me in Sydney, Brisbane and or Melbourne this July. You can come to all three if you want. These tickets are expected to go very quickly, so be sure to secure yours by visiting the link in our podcast bio or you can head over to the Australian True Crime Facebook page. There'll be a nice link there for you. Update for Brisbane Australian True Crime fans. Brisbane is almost fully sold out for our live show. If you've been a listener for any length of time, you'll know how passionate I am about true crime stories from Australia. I'm looking very forward to an incredible evening together with you, sharing these captivating tales. We will have great guests as well, so, you know, we love a Q&A. If you've ever come along to an Australian true crime live gig, you'll know we love a Q&A with our guests. Don't miss out. Book your tickets today, and I'll see you in July for a memorable night out.